All right, and we're live. All right, so welcome. This is uh, the very first episode of the Magento podcast, or the un the unnamed uh, Magento community podcast, uh, uh, by uh, yours truly, Philip Jackson, um, and I'm the lead uh, Magento architect at Something Digital, and I'm joined, as always, uh, for the very first time, uh, by Kaylin Jordan. <laughs> From Clean Program, uh, Mage Mail, and a million other things, Kaylin, introduce yourself. Yeah, hey, uh, Kaylin here, uh, lead developer at uh, Clean and um, founder of Mage Mail, uh, which is a customer lifecycle email um, application extension for Magento. And uh, it's good here, good to be with you here today, Bill. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> So we've been talking about doing this for a long time. Um, it goes all the way back to just a few months ago, uh, back at Imagine. goes all the way back to the early days. Yeah, <laughs> at 3 a.m. sitting outside of an elevator um, <laughs> at uh, Magento Imagine uh, 2014. We were in Las Vegas, and we had... Uh, it was right after some crazy party where a woman was using a metal grinder on her chest to shoot sparks all over the place, and I said, i got to get out of this place because it's <laughs> terrifying. And then uh, we it didn't sat. Look healthy. No, it didn't. And it's uh, not safe for for life. And uh, and so we found ourselves uh, chatting upstairs, uh, like outside the elevator. I insulted someone from my buys. That was kind of cool. Um, and I told them that I thought their logo was really stupid. Um, and then uh, and, and now I've said it live for the whole world to to hear. So that's cool. And uh, <laughs> and then and then we started talking about you know what does the community need or what what are we missing right now and I felt like uh, and I think you hit the nail on the head you said man I listen to a lot of podcasts I just don't feel like Magento has anything like that and so this is like your brainchild and this I think what I said is that what the Magento community is more of is just more Phil they just need more Phil <laughs> <laughs> or more of my hair I think yeah I think those are my exact words. Uh, so, but, uh, so this is months of, of dreaming and planning, um, and almost zero preparation has gone into this. Years um, of preparation and hard work have gone I've been working literally for years to come to this moment. Uh, <laughs> so uh, anyway, um, so we're going to have a few recurring topics each week, and or, or however often we do this, uh, probably once a month, or who knows how, <laughs> it could be months in between, who knows. Uh, but we're committed to do this uh, uh, at least... Uh, here in the beginning, we're going to do a few of these and see how it goes. At but, least, uh, one. At at least one. one. We'll have done at least one of these. Uh, but one of the things that I think we wanted to talk about and at least kind of kick us off and, and start a discussion because we've we've been friends for ages on Twitter. But um, you know, we have a few topics. I think the first thing was uh, you know what have we been working on, um, and uh, what what uh, what have we been putting our, our blood and sweat and tears into uh, recently? So why don't you get us started? Yeah. Um, well, uh, let's see. bunch of bunch of random stuff. Today I was uh, working on um, kind of like a hello. I don't know if you've heard of Hello Bar. Mm -mm. It's um, it's kind of like a really simple um, way to put like a persistent promotion bar at the top of the site. And uh, we've been using it for a while, uh, but we ran into this really weird. Um, bug where like if you have a certain cookie set it wasn't showing up so, so um, this is like a software as a service offer? yeah oh. yeah it's, it's hellobar.com yeah it's it's really simple I mean it's a great example of like 
the simplest humanly possible SaaS app. Um, I, I think it's been around for a while. But uh, does this kind of stuff make you depressed? Like <laughs> somebody's earning money doing the simplest possible software as a service ever. You know, it it does. It's beautiful. Because, like I, yeah. I love the orange and the white. Like it's exactly two colors. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sure. I have to put in my website's URL to see something, so I don't know if I can actually do that. Yeah. The main reason why it doesn't is because, um, I mean, I've been wor having been working on the MageMail thing. Um, you you start to see how much um, how much of it is marketing and sales, mm. and it's like, you know, because it's like on the flip side, you could build a really complex product um, and spend you know a year or two years building something crazy. And you know, if you don't market it, if you don't really try to understand um, the need that people have and communicate to that and get out there and actually talk to people, it just won't get out, you know. Yeah, no, so, I understand that. Like, I, I'm I'm totally a big fan of 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 third party offerings or SaaS offerings. Like, that's the thing I always used to come back to in a former life. I used to be um, a developer at a uh, kind of in the similar vein. Um, uh, to what you you know what clean does, uh, but we were kind of in nutraceutical space and and uh, like I always said like let's stick to our core competencies like let's sell vitamins because that's what we do well right. and um, and you know we we can do some simple e-commerce stuff but you know let's leave things like um, I, I I don't know, recurring billing or re, you know re, massive recurring uh, right. loyalty program uh, let's leave that to you know a third party provider but anyway. So Hello Bar, and that's working. Oh well. yeah, well no, so I, I basically ran into this bug and I rolled my own. My oh own. nice, that's <laughs> so, a great advertisement for Hello Bar. Yeah, I, actually, I was really um, it, was, it was a really frustrating support experience um, because I emailed them for support, and like you said, we're gonna make all sorts of people mad at us today, but <laughs> 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 I emailed them for support. And they're like, um, I describe the issue, like, it's not happening for me. I go, I know that. It's only happening if you have some crazy cookie or something. And they're like, there's nothing more we can do. I'm like, okay, well, can I, you know, so I try to see if I can, I'm going to go ahead and debug their JavaScript for them, right? So I look, and the JavaScript that I have is all compressed and minified and stuff. So I ask them, like, hey, can I get the original source? And they're like, no. And I'm like, um... Why not? And they, they, and they don't even tell me why. They're like, I'm sorry, we just don't do that. It's our policy. And I'm like, but why is it your policy? And they're like, we just don't do it. So I was disappointed by that. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> Aileen disappointed because somebody refuses to open source something for intellectual property. That's a shock. Absolutely. See, this is going <laughs> to dovetail perfectly into our next topics. No, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I'm not saying everybody should give me all their source, but it's like in JavaScript, right? And it was like, I don't know, it was like 100 lines. So, you know, if somebody was malicious, if somebody wanted to reverse engineer it and they were, you know, malicious for whatever reason, they could do it in about a day, right? Right. But for a legitimate customer, you're just, you're just hurting them. You know, it's like you're not really helping yourself. You're just hurting your real customers. So let, let me let, – I, I don't want to go too deep into the specifics of Hello Bar, but my guess is it's probably like you sign up for the service, 
and you put a script tag somewhere on the site so that it shows up like based on some rules or cookies right. or whatever, and then you probably put like some conversion script tag, and it probably does right. a row share or something like that, right? Like, I don't think it's a row share. I think it's just a flat fee. I, I don't. Okay. I don't actually know. All right. Well, fine. Well, somebody's making money because somebody installed a script tag somewhere. Yeah. Um, you know what's amazing to me is like as big of a proponent as I am of third-party products that kind of you know tout that, and I think Foxy Cart like their entire business model is. It's like a shopping cart based on a script tag you install in like your crappy WordPress blog, yeah. um, but like you know, like there's a whole, there's a whole, there are people all over this world that are making thirty five hundred dollars a month from some schmuck, like who's willing to pay that obscene amount of money for a script tag sitting on a page and you know, listen, I'm proud of you for rolling your own, right. um, but it's amazing like how simple a small little deployment of an app like that can turn and balloon into these huge issues. Like you had, um, and 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 it's not even always from third parties. It's like sometimes I notice it internally, and um, and not not from something digital. Obviously, that would never because, happen. I could right. never talk about that. Uh, but you know, like if you have you ever seen that Google Plus commercial where it's like a bunch of people sitting around like having a business meeting on Google Hangouts, and they're like, "All right, so uh, we'll send out a recap," and he's like, "There's no need. We just solved it." And he's like, "He's like, oh, okay. Well, then uh, you know." Uh, I'll ping you back later. He's like, why not just ping me now? We're right here right now. And it's like this, you know, like infinitely moving deadline or this, you know, the, the finish line keeps moving out further and further when you kind of get into these channels. So, like, good on you for solving the problem and, like, rolling your own, and that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but it's amazing how simple little products like that can actually internally turn into these huge nightmares um, uh, of tech and, and, and I don't know. Uh, yeah. But anyway, so can I say something about about your your stance on them giving you them? And if I, what, why do you feel like <laughs> they provide you? Why should they provide you uh, the unified code so well, that you can solve their problem for them, or you wanted to host it yourself, host and and fix it yourself, or how, what was your what was your well, reasoning? Well, for starters, I just wanted to debug the problem. You know what I mean? And um, so you know, I wanted to troubleshoot the issue. I mean. It, there's so many levels of why I'm unhappy about this. The on the on the first level is I wish the problem didn't happen in the first place, right? <laughs> on the <laughs> on the second level, I wish they would have resolved it because they they sort of gave up at a pretty they didn't go as deep as now again I don't know how much we're paying for it. We may be paying three dollars a month, um, and so right. of course you get you know you give a grain of salt if you're paying you know thirty seven cents a month for it, but um, but so, you know, they kind of gave up at a, at a not a very deep level of debugging. They're like, well, it doesn't happen for me, sorry. So then there, I'm like, uh, okay, fine. Then I'm like, fine, I'll do it myself, right? At that point, I'm already a little bit frustrated, but I'm like, fine, I'll do it myself. And, you know, I've done that before where I'll step through and debug, you know, 500 lines of JavaScript that I didn't write just to try and figure something out, you know? Um, sure. But then when I couldn't do that, I was like, geez, okay, fine. So then, the, but then the thing that kind of got me was that he wouldn't even tell me why. Like, I was like, why don't you want to share it? And I'm pretty sure it was because of intellectual property. And if he would have said that, I would have countered with my other argument. <laughs> but, sure. but he wouldn't even say <laughs> why. It was just a bad support experience. He, wouldn't, he didn't even answer me. Like I asked him three times why, and he, just, he didn't even say why. So I've done so, a little. I've done a little sleuthing here, just yeah. while you're talking. And so HelloBar.com, the SSL certificate belongs to Crazy Egg Inc. And Crazy Egg is a heat map software right. 
for like web analytics for the people that right. don't know. And it's a dumb name for an actually kind of a pretty powerful tool. Do you use Crazy Egg? We right. do. Yeah, yeah. No, and then it's. I mean, yeah. No, and it's a really so, great product. And so Crazy Egg must come, or Hello Bar must be from the creators of Crazy Egg, and 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 uh, I'm guessing is that correct? I think, I think so. so. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So so Crazy Egg charges yeah. like I don't know nine dollars a month to start, and up to a hundred dollars a month for Pro. And so my guess is that Hello Bar is like four cents uh, probably a year. I don't know. Like <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you would charge for a bar that sticks to the top of your website to promote stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but whatever whatever you would charge for that, they probably charge is what they probably do. Yeah, and the, and the other thing was that, so there's a new version of Hello Bar. We're on the old version, right? So their latest and greatest stuff is a totally new thing, new JavaScript, I'm assuming. And they wouldn't even give me the source to their old JavaScript component. It's like 100 lines of code. <laughs> like, but, I mean, having said that, I, you know, it's not like I think everybody should show me their code. I mean, I, I, I'm a big believer. If you spent the time to write something, you should, you know, within reason, you should be able. I mean, if you're writing JavaScript, it's out there anyways. But isn't I think there like should. a recently didn't? Um, oh yeah. Soft just like uh, open source, like Windows 95 or something or three. Oh, did it? I don't remember which one it was. It was an older version of Windows or oh, I, maybe it was old Office or something. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, but. You know, like sometimes, you know, people want to hold on to their intellectual property, especially if people are out there still using it. They want to hold on to it for a little. No, while. I know, I get it. I'm, I get I'm it. very opinionated about this. Like I have, I you know, you know me. I have, no, you're not. No, no you're I, not. I have, I have no strong opinions about anything, um, <laughs> and I'm never sarcastic. Um, no, like yeah, I feel like if that, you know, that's their prerogative. Like you, you're, you're. I, I appreciate the the altruism and the stance that like you know we're all part of this like open source community and we wouldn't be where we're at if it wasn't for you know Stallman and and Unix and the proliferation of Linux and like if if those things hadn't happened uh, we wouldn't be where we're at that's all great but you know somebody doesn't want to give up their intellectual property that's like I don't know I, no I, I agree I, I don't no, I, I, I have totally, no problem with that no I totally agree I totally agree. Um, I think, yeah, I think the way it was handled could have been better. Um, but at the end of the day, yeah, and then that was why at the end of the day I said, you know, I'll just write my own um, because, you know, it's their, like you said, it's their right to hold on to their yeah. 100 lines of amazing JavaScript. <laughs> <laughs> that probably adds like a fifth version of jQuery to your site. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, so... I, I mean, and nothing against HelloBar.com. They're probably it's probably a wonderful product. They, no, they're amazing. Support so, are you open sourcing your HelloBar implementation? Um, yeah, I was thinking about it. Um, I was gonna do it, uh, but then I was like, ah, there's kind of gonna be some overhead. One of the things I still haven't quite figured out. Um, I've, I've been starting to use like Require JS. Yeah. Um, yeah, baby, and uh, you know, SAS and stuff. So, I haven't quite figured out the right way to like. Tie those dependencies in. So, so like one of the recent things I open sourced, um, it has a bunch of required JS dependencies that are completely like I know nobody's tried to install it because if they did, you know, it'd be a mess and they'd email me and tell me it didn't work at all. Um, but uh, so that's one of the issues. So basically, I'd, I was like, eh, I don't want to spend too much time hassling with that stuff, but. That stuff aside, yeah, I, I definitely <laughs> want to source it. <laughs> 
and uh, uh, yeah. it's it, it's an impressive uh, piece of piece of. <laughs> so so, are you proud of your hundred lines of JavaScript? <laughs> I see. I did it all in PHP. Ah, uh, I see where you're coming from. Yeah, I did it all in PHP, and um, yeah, the only tricky thing that I spent some time thinking about was how to bust the cache. In order. That was my next um, question. My next question was was full page cache busting. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Because um, I want because there's a couple there's another one of the reasons that we built our own was because there's a couple of features we want to add like scheduling, um, scheduling things and something else. Um, so with scheduling it, like the scheduling part is easy, but then you got to figure out how to bust the cache. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think I'm gonna just do it on like a nightly basis. Um, well, just across fun. the boards. Yeah, because I was thinking, well, I could do something that was specifically associated to the date of the thing and bust it mm -hmm. according to that. I was like, ah, oh, it's going to be complicated. I'll just do it every night. Like, that's not, you know, not going to do too much damage. Well, nice. Well, yeah. keep us keep us updated on, on how that works for you. I'm interested to see, like, if people, like, there's the whole component, at least it, with, it looks like hello bar, like A-B testing messages and you know, like uh, measuring improvement, like or measuring conversion improvement. I think that's all. You know, if you're a marketer, that that's really interesting metrics. I'd love to hear what you guys come out of that with. Um, yeah, yeah. Obviously, it sounds like it was something that was working for you. You're just solving some problems. So uh, I'd love to hear what happens next. Yeah, will do. Nice. Will do. <laughs> so I've been working on. I've been working on some really interesting stuff lately. Um, uh, we're in the middle of like. Uh, multiple site builds. We have a few things kind of all overlapping, uh, but I uh, there's this product that I've been talking about for over a year, which is uh, when you work on anything um, for a very long period of time, you start to have this very like love hate relationship with it, um, uh, mostly hate. Uh, but <laughs> I, I, I've been working on this uh, this product, which is a um, HTML5 uh, Canvas uh, product customizer. Mm -hmm. um, that uh, kind of allows you to um, design, uh, at least in this particular implementation uh, for this client build, design wedding cards um, in Magento. Um, but uh, it, it's kind of an amazing build that we've done. And, uh, you know, there's this whole other complex piece to it where you, once you've finished customizing or building your card and, you know, you can add it to a project and come back later and do all this fun stuff. Uh, but once you actually purchase it, um, then through the API, we've we built this uh, this web to print uh, mechanism, which actually converts the canvas, uh, 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 well, the representation of the JSON <laughs> that uh, the JSON design that you you created, uh, you know, so yeah. serialize that to JSON, and then we store that somewhere, and then we we have a job queue that picks that up and actually converts it to SVG and then to PDF, um, and then from PDF it actually goes straight to the press. So it's like this amazing, huge build that we just did, and supposedly launching at the end of this month, although I've heard that for a few months now, so I don't know if that's actually true. Um, I can't wait for a public demo of it, but I'm actually going to show um, I'm gonna show it off, uh, or some version of it, uh, off at uh, Meet Magento New York, which, uh, which is a great way for us to plug uh, Meet Magento New York, which is coming up uh, here at the end of the month. So uh, right oh, yeah. now, as we record this, uh, this is uh, September... Second, actually, if we wait for another minute, for me, it'll be September 3rd. Um, but <laughs> uh, Meet Magento New York will be uh, September 22nd and 23rd um, in New York City. And um, this is uh, put on uh, 
by the folks at Meet Magento, and they do uh, conferences all over the world um, that are community-based conferences for um, you know for uh, people in the community, uh, developers, marketers, uh, people associated with Magento to come and learn. Um, they put on multi-day conferences, and they do it all over all over the place, like uh, uh, you know Spain, uh, Italy, Poland. Um, the Netherlands, um, it looks like they're doing one, uh, what's the next one coming up pretty soon? I think there's one in Romania. Romania is coming up soon. Um, and so, so yeah, this is going to be a huge thing, and uh, they're having the first one here stateside um, on the 22nd, um, and I'm one of the speakers, um, and you're sponsoring. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, MageMail is sponsoring. So I actually, I'm not going to be able to be there because uh, baby number two is on the way. Congratulations. Thanks, thanks. And uh, baby number two is going to be landing um, <laughs> right around that time, end of September, beginning of October. Um, but yeah, we're going to I feel like some... there's some like pull request joke that can be made right now, but it's not coming to me. <laughs> close, close. You almost pulled it off. The baby's in the um, developed branch right now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway, you're ready to merge, and uh, so, but yeah, you're gonna have some swag out there, and uh, I, I really wish I could go because it's it seems like it's shaping up to be pretty awesome. Yeah, the the speaker list is is kind of insane, actually. Um, so uh, I this became a all of a sudden this was an amazing segue into a promo for Meet Magento, which they're not paying us for. Um, but I'll send the bill to Kimberly. Um, so uh, Karen Baker from Webshop Apps is going to be speaking. Actually, I think if I if I might be wrong about this, I think this is the first talk she's giving ever. I think she, yeah, I think community. Yeah, I think she said something about that. She yeah, and uh, and so and then Brendan Falkowski, of course, um, His Highness Brendan Falkowski. Falkowski, the one and only. Um, Give it up, Falkowski. Got to talk. Uh, Got to go follow him. Uh, but like. I mean, just everybody who's anybody in the Magento community um, uh, while I'm speaking, obviously. And, and <laughs> I'm not anybody. Um, I'm kind of a nobody, but I will be speaking. Uh, Daniel Sloaf. We're all winners. Sloaf. We're all winners, Phil. You've got, he's, he's an amazing developer. It's going to be awesome. Guido's speaking. Um, uh, so, guys, check it out. Um, you should go to ny.meet-magento.com to, to check that out. But I'll be presenting this... Uh, this uh, customizer there, and then I also have a talk that sounds like it's going to be it's a finalist, but we don't know for sure yet. Um, but I'll be attending either way. Um, uh, Magento Live Germany um, in Munich uh, oh, at nice. the end of October or middle of October. I think it's like the fifteenth or something like that. Um, so if you are listening and you're in Germany or you'll be at me, uh, I'm sorry, not what is it? Magento Live Germany, right. um, and Go you'll keep it straight. Yeah, I know it's hard. There's so many <laughs> events, um, but if you'll be at uh, at Magenta Live Germany, um, I will be there whether I'm speaking or not. But I might be speaking. It's going to be a similar talk, but probably not exactly the same. I I think what I'm looking to do is like it's you have to. One of the things that when you have these long running projects, especially ones that not, aren't necessarily weren't ever planned to be agile, which you know we can we can get into because this is kind of a big deal. Uh, I think in a later podcast, this is a big deal in the community of how agencies manage, um, you know, scope and requirements and builds that are of this nature, like really huge stuff. Yeah. Um, and I know guys like, you know, Classy, I'd love to hear um, Eric Hansen in particular has a lot to say about stuff like this. Um, but I, you know, like it's, it's really tough and I don't know that anybody does it exceptionally well 
um, uh, because you know at the end of the day, like you're still dealing with clients, and you're still dealing with their expectations and managing their expectations, and and that's not to say that you know like I I completely put myself in the shoes of the client. Like I'm I sometimes you don't know how to communicate what you need um, or what you want until you see it, and sometimes that's tough. Yeah. Uh, so, so I, d I think definitely talking about you know building something to the scale, especially people coming out of like a traditional print industry and making you know the leap to digital or some you know 2.0 version of their online digital product that they already have. Um, there's a lot of lessons to be learned there, and I think it's going to be sort of a more of a case study kind of coming out of that. Hopefully, we'll be live by then, and I can talk about uh, the client. And That's the, cool, man. Yeah, it's really really cool. I'm really proud of it. But uh, the tech stack on that, like you just mentioned, required JS. Um, so the tech stack is it's a full it's a backbone app because we've been building this so long that uh, uh, Angular wasn't a thing yet. Um, right. <laughs> so it's a it's a backbone you app. You got those Magento two problems. Exactly. Well, you know. <laughs> exactly. Um, but so it's but it is it's Magento one thirteen um, and uh, it's uh, it's uh, require JS. Um, and all the stuff that goes with, let's you know, Backbone. Uh, we're using Marionette, uh, which I don't know if you've ever, I don't know if you've done much Backbone, but no. Backbone, Backbone no. is kind of a, a beast to kind of when you have very large sprawling uh, projects. It, it gets really tough to manage after a certain size. So um, something that's a little more opinionated like Marionette, which is uh, really really cool. So we're using Marionette, um, and then. Um, uh, oh, we're, oh, the Canvas library that we're using is amazing, um, and I'd love to give that a plug. Um, it's called Fabric.js, uh, which is really, really cool. And there's a whole Node.js um, uh, uh, component to Fabric, which allows you to do um, on the uh, on the server Canvas rendering to SVG, which is very, very, very cool. That's really um, cool. Yeah. So I was I was wondering, um, like, why can't you say, why can't you um, this is going to be a really stupid question. Why can't you send an SVG over directly from the client? Because those are aren't those pretty lightweight? Because they're just vector. Um, so we have uh, interesting challenges there. Where so you could right. So there's a lot of libraries that actually use just native SVG, like um, Raphael, and there's a bunch of brand new ones. Uh, there's a there's a company called Synoptive. Uh, which is a SaaS, like software as a service um, customizer platform provider, and they hook into Magento. Yeah. Um, and uh, they're entirely SVG based, um, so which is kind of cool. Um, what we found with HTML5 Canvas is, uh, I don't know, like the support just seemed to be uh, a little bit better. And I know someone's gonna like murder me for for. For saying this, because I'm I'm probably not remembering it so well, uh, but when we kind of did the the feature comparison, we just we really liked the API of Fabric. We really felt like um, the Backbone tech stack just kind of worked well with the Fabric library and and the way we were looking at building it out. And we we seem to have already some like we've already built product customizers in the past for okay. companies. Like we had some some skill there, so so definitely could do SVG, and we definitely explored like the the possibility of actually rendering because the library can do that in browser, rendering mm -hmm. the SVG and then shoving it over the wire. But the problem kind of arose that um, Internet Explorer doesn't like SVG so much, um, it, uh, like, it, and it doesn't like Canvas either. But it likes it less. It likes SVG even less. 
Oh, okay. So we had some problems with um, with uh, uh, you know like base sixty four encoded images, like very large ones. Yeah. Being shipped over the wire, so it just at the end of the day kind of seemed to be a better. Yeah, I know that makes perfect sense. I was just imagining that you might run into some like compatibility issues if you're rendering the SVG on the client and then sending JSON and then using another library to render SVG on the server. Right. So but one of the things that I think we're doing now, and and I don't know that I this particular project I couldn't even tell you the the details of because I don't even know what I'm allowed to say. Um, but yeah, I think for all our new builds, we're looking at um, IE nine plus. Um, and and yep. that's like our baseline. Like we 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 will not build anymore for older versions of IE, which is, you know, I I yep. mean we will if if the price is right. But um, you know, our base build starts at IE nine plus, which is yeah, which is wonderful. Um, now we're we're not on the Windows side of things. Like we have a whole division at something digital that does um, uh, SharePoint and you know intranets for law firms and things like that, which. You know they need to support like IE six like that's right. like that's what they do, um, but but on the interactive side you know building Magento websites yeah. like we can kind of sort of keep it uh, uh, pretty pretty up to date which means SVG so we can use like SVG icons um, which we're doing a lot of cool. um, yeah we're doing a lot of really cutting edge stuff on this build so that's um, great yeah we're we're IE nine plus too that's. Which is like really unusual for product company. So your analytics must show that like most people. Yeah, we um, we looked at them um, at first. Uh, we looked at i seven. Um, first, we 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 pulled out i seven support because we looked at the analytics. I think it was like three percent um, or something like that. And uh, you know, and it's is the thing is is that you know you're really you really are doing them a favor by giving them a warning to say hey you should upgrade your browser. You know, and I mean, you know, you can't always do that. But if they're if they're on like a seven year old browser, then you you're really doing them a favor. And uh, is, yeah, we only have like three percent usage. But the the one thing that's a little weird. Though, high. I think three percent is really high for IE seven. You said. Yeah, yeah. I think it was. That's, I think I seven so high to me. Like three percent. Think about it this way: three percent is an excellent conversion rate. Like that, three <laughs> percent is. Is not that's pretty, yeah, but, pretty. But your mobile, your mobile is probably larger by good ways, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 See, I back in my day, I'm a you know you all all you young whippersnappers, back that's in my day, you know we 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 made the uh, we said we'll drop IE seven support when mobile overtakes IE seven, and uh -huh. then that happened, and we were like, we're no, I think we need to still support IE seven. <laughs> You're all excited, and then the boss comes in. I was so excited, and he's like, "I don't know, guys. It still counts for like fifteen thousand dollars a month of yeah. revenue." Yeah. Like, yeah. So, and then you know, you you march into their office, you know, with uh, with an email like queued up on on your tablet, and you're like, "So, there's this company in Australia that's charging a tax for IE. Like, <laughs> if you were using IE, they charge you an extra fifteen percent because that's what it adds to their development costs." I really like that idea. I think it's a great idea, and I don't fantastic. know of a single Magento module that does that. It would be pretty easy to code. We should do that at the hackathon. I'm I'm announcing right now that MageMail is going to do that. Starting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to automatically any purchase that anybody made from the email. I'm going to just add a 15 percent. I'm going to just send that straight to myself. <laughs> so, um, no, I I hit the weirdest IE bug the other day. 
um, I'm doing some CSS stuff, right? And I'm testing, and I'm and I'm getting ready to deploy it. So I'm like, oh, I should test it in IE before I deploy it. So I test in IE nine, and like half of the CSS is just broken. It's just broken, and I don't know why. So I look at the CSS. I think, oh, maybe it's because it's compressed in some weird way. That's not it. I think uh, I don't know what I thought. So I it turns out, <laughs> it turns out it turns out you were using IE. No, it turns out that IE9 only renders the first 200k or so of CSS. No, no, no. It's uh, it's uh, it's 4,095 bytes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Or for exactly. no, 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 no. I'm sorry. It's 4,095 selectors. If you have more than that, then it won't. Like if you're using Magento, you're already like halfway there. There you um, go. That that's yeah it. yeah that's the and, problem. And so with SAS, like you have one CSS file that everything piles into yep, for the most yep. part. And there's some stuff we have to clean up because we really shouldn't have that much CSS, and then yeah. we're doing a redesign. We're gonna clean that up. Yeah. But uh, at any rate, that was so that 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 was kind of annoying. Yeah, there's stuff out there. I think though, there's like a mixin or something that you can get that'll split it like at the four thousandth selector. It'll split it out. Oh, that's cool. Mile. I just split. I just kind of roughly split it. Did a quick. <laughs> I eyeballed it. I just I just I just eyeballed it. Did a quick and dirty. And uh, I didn't even test to see if it worked. I just pushed it up. Because <laughs> that's how you roll. <laughs> so, so, no, we're doing it live. <laughs> that's fantastic. But, uh, yeah, it's, yeah it's, that's IE. Well, so that's what we've been working on. And uh, I, hopefully we can, we can check in on that stuff uh, pretty soon. Um, so I, I don't know, like, what should we talk about next? I, I feel like some of these, there's so many things I want to talk about. And I feel like I'm. I don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole um, on any of this stuff. Um, I think we should talk about Nacho Ignacio. <laughs> Ignacio. Yes. And how uh, we need to have him on. He's 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 hilarious. And uh, so I so for people who aren't familiar, Ignacio uh, is the CEO or managing founder of uh, Interactive Four Spain, right? Yeah. Interactive for international, I guess. Cause oh yeah, like, exactly. Right. Yeah, they're they're a they're a multinational conglomerate. <laughs> with, uh, Kim Kim heading things up in New York, I think. Kimberly Thomas, uh, formerly of Red Light Blinking, uh, an interactive agency in New York, uh, but now she uh, she uh, Red Light Blinking has joined forces with Interactive Four and and uh, so interactive 4 is a magento silver partner in madrid i think yeah and um and uh so uh kimberly um and uh ignacio go way back and uh they've joined forces now to create uh like the voltron of magento partners like uh with their powers right. combined <laughs> the captain planet of uh of magento partners uh, right yeah. i th i think that um ivan um yeah Ivan Chaperni, yeah, he he joined as the CTO. I, I just noticed that recently. Yeah, it, <laughs> and Ivan is amazing in his own right. So he does ecom dev, uh, which produces some amazing uh, Magento um, plugins. But ecom dev also is also an agency. Um, right. Uh, so so uh, and PHP unit, um, the ecom dev PHP unit plugin is definitely uh, one of my favorite um, extensions to use. 
Yeah. Um, so it, interesting. I'd love to see how things kind of shape up here. They're like kind of building the best of the best. And you know, I don't know if you know this, but um, I don't know the name of the developer. The guy who who does Magicento. Oh yeah. Um, also works uh, for them. That's right. Um, Enrique, That's right. I believe. That's right. That's right. Um, uh, so Magicento, for those who don't know, Magicento is a plugin for PHP Storm. Uh, which is an IDE for um, for PHP, but it uh, Magicento is like the thing to have if you use PHP Storm and you do Magento development. Um, it has amazing um, uh, just built-ins that uh, help make uh, your life, uh, you know, a lot more. It makes life worth living if you're doing Magento inside of uh, you know an IDE, <laughs> uh, because IntelliSense just never has ever worked for me. Uh, yeah. No matter what IDE I've ever used, um, so PHP Storm has always made that better. But for Magento in particular, like has a lot of, you know, hints and, and things like that, uh, module builders, those kinds of things. So anyway, Enrique, yeah. Enrique, I think is his name. I think that yeah. Enrique. Down so Enrique, yeah, looks he he this guy um, who I guess is supposedly like an amazing Java developer. Right, because um, that's what uh, that's what PHP Storm's written in, right? Yeah. 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 So he's 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 somehow also like a mind-blowing Magento developer and and like joined forces with uh with like I said Voltron or whatever I don't know what to call these guys like it's interactive for um, but uh, Ignacio go go back to Ignacio sorry yeah no that, that, that's it's it's pretty cool what they're just putting together and uh, kind of is it makes you a little jealous right it makes you a little bit a little bit a little bit I mean you got the author of Magicento. Writing custom custom stuff for them. It's, it's gonna be pretty hot. That's awesome. No, it's man. really cool. Um, I wish I, I I got mad at Nacho for not coming to Imagine because um, yeah, I wanted to see him out there. But uh, which up... like that would have been actually my you know I've never met him in person. Oh my gosh, we've he's... spoken on on Skype a few times, but I've I've never met him in person. Yeah, he's he's like a walking one man party. He's he's. he's... <laughs> He's hilarious. He's but that's not always hilarious. a compliment. Like, you know, uh, uh, no, Weekend at Bernie's, that guy was a walking one-man party, too. <laughs> um, no, he's... He, but he, in a good way. Experience. Yeah, he's an experience. <laughs> so I wish I could be there in New York, but I guess that's not going to happen. No, no, and we'll miss you. Yeah. We'll miss you so much. I'll save a spot by the elevator for you. Yeah, it's, it's just... Um, and if I see Tammy from my buys, I'll say only good things this time, I promise. <laughs> there you go. Um, no, but seriously, like, you should see their old logo. It's, like, it's hideous. <laughs> it's it's awful. It's, like, these two guys, like, the YMCA guys, like, reaching up toward the sky, like, I'm so happy. Um, we, should move, we should move on. We I'm sorry. All right. Sorry. I'm getting in trouble now. <laughs> um, I GitHub. Let's talk GitHub. Yeah, exactly. Let's talk, let's talk GitHub. <laughs> I, I think that would be. <laughs> um, so you know what? Like I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of just take this over for one second because um, I discovered something recently. Well, I didn't discover. I rediscovered it recently. Um, I we because we're an agency, and I haven't always been with an agency. Um, so I used to be like you, and I used to have I used to manage you know like a host of uh, three or four Magento sites, or, or actually I built over fifteen of them, but. You know, like we we managed a few sites and and we kind of like had a, a bunch of side projects that we worked on, but like for the most part, you build it and maintain it. Um, I'm kind of in this new thing, uh, being in an agency where, you know, there's stuff from five years ago that we built that we sort of still maintain, and there's stuff that 
but they're all different Magento builds, you know. There's there's yeah. tons of them, and or they're all different projects altogether. There's some Drupal stuff and WordPress stuff in there. I don't touch that stuff so much, but um, there's like there's just a ton of stuff, and and it gets so difficult after a while because every single like we're we're migrating everything to Git, um, and you know that'll probably be done by the end of the year. Um, but but everything has its own little idiosyncrasy, like. You know, on this client, we, we you know, contribute stuff this way. Um, on that client, we do stuff, you know, in a little bit of a different way. Um, and so I've been on this quest to find, like, the... The uh, true way. Right, the ne plus ultra of all contribution flows, if you will. And, um, you know, what's been really tough is, you know, everybody's so opinionated on the Internet. If, if people would, like, just have a little bit less strong opinion... Except for you and me. Well, you and I, you and I are the exceptions. Um, no, but everybody is exactly like us. <laughs> That's the problem. Um, That's exactly the problem. Uh, so it's really difficult to get anyone's real take on. Like nobody, no. Here's a blog, free blog post idea for Josh Warren. Um, he, if Josh, if you're looking for something to to, to we gotta have Josh on. Josh we, is a good we guy. We need to have Josh Warren. Uh, Josh Warren from Creativity and his wife Jenna. Actually, she's she's a darling. Um, she's and amazing. She's speaking at at uh, Meet Magento. She's speaking at Meet Magento. She is actually. Meet Magento um, New York. Go to ny.meetmagento. <laughs> Sign up today. <laughs> they they oh this needs you know what we're gonna have to do is we're gonna have to get like retroactive advertising fees out of that. I think. I think that'll work. Um, but I you know what so here's here's my free free blog post idea for Josh Warren, um, which is. Uh, Somebody needs to look at all of the the like GitHub branching models that exist or GitHub contribution models that exist, and review them all and like use them all in real life and find the actual pitfalls that you know all of them inevitably have, um, and and give us like a real world like <laughs> this is why this didn't work for us because it's really tough to to pilot one and use it for some time and then it gets abandoned. Um, so anyway, I'm on this thing now um, internally where. Uh, we're finally at a place where we're doing GitHub um, for for most of our you know private stuff, obviously, wow. and then and then we're actually you know we we um, uh, you sound so surprised, I, and I'll I, ask you why in just a second. <laughs> I thought that you hated GitHub. No, 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 I love GitHub. GitHub with a passion. I'll, I'll get I'll get I'll get back. You to just that. don't like open source code. I'm no, 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 as long as it's private. Exactly. No, exactly. A private GitHub repo is fine. No. I'm just no, no, but we just needed a place like where you know developers like we we don't offshore anything. So, so having having, you know, if we have people like myself who aren't necessarily in the office all the time, we and it kind of gets to be a nightmare. Like everybody committing to the same repo all the time. So we're finally at a place where we're you know we've got forks and and pull requests happening for features. But even then. Sometimes it gets really dif difficult to manage deployments when you have yeah. everyone like you know committing to the master branch, which I know everybody says they shouldn't do, but everybody does anyway. I'm um, committed to the master branch. Exactly. Well, you know what? Like, hold on. Let me rant for a second because I feel like the internet's full of liars. Um, because I guarantee you that most of the people who are out there spouting you know the best practice break it themselves all the time, and and I think everybody understands that you know sometimes stuff happens. Um, and and I think the the true test of any like uh, effective contribution model or branching model or however you want to call it for your, for managing you know um, source code uh, 
the true test is when things happen outside the normal flow, how hard is it for you to fix it? Or how hard is it right. for you to, to get back to how a, resilient, a same, how resilient, it, how resilient is it? Thank you. Right. And, right. and so what I found is there's this, uh, there's this model called Git Flow, uh, which you should look up, uh, which actually is working really, really well for us, which, um, you know, just in, in, like, we've only been using it a couple weeks, so, um, <laughs> so that's still the honeymoon at this point, but it gives you at least, at the very, at the very minimal, it kind of gives you a standard set of naming conventions for naming feature releases, right. features, releases, hotfixes, um, support branches, um, and, and stuff like that, and, and it at least gives you a, a toolkit, because there's a Git flow tool uh, yep. that kind of accompanies this, and it gives you a toolkit for, you know, I never have to say, like, well, what should I name this branch? Like, you know, usually I just name it for the ticket that came through that started my work. Like, is this a feature or a hotfix? Is this a, am I packaging all the stuff from the develop branch for release, and, and where am I going to put that release? What is that release called? Do I, like, that? it's solved all of that for me. And yeah. um, and now working with like external teams like we do you know because um, we do agency work and we integrate a lot with um, with you know the companies that come to us to hire us um, and some of these companies you know they have very sophisticated workflows already so they have to we have to integrate with them and yeah. this has made life very easy for us um, now now we don't do a lot of open source stuff um, I personally do but um, I've never bothered too much with. You know, nobody stars my stuff and nobody contributes to my stuff. Well, Cyril, That's just Cyril cool. Schumacher contributes to everybody's stuff. That's my boy. He Shout is your boy. Cyril. That's yeah, right. That's um, but, uh, but, so, but outside of Cyril, no, Cyril <laughs> nobody contributes to, to my gonna stuff. Add, we're going to have to at mention everybody we've talked about. I think we're going to. And, you know what's, that's how we're going to hook him in. That's a growth hack. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. But like outside of Cyril, nobody contributes to my stuff, so I've never bothered for it myself. But you're probably more successful in the open source space, and I'd love to hear like how you guys tackle this. Uh, we'll see. We have um, we have a team of one developers, so <laughs> <laughs> I I kind of you know I I um I mean I'll use branches for if there's something that is going to take you know more than a day or something. Um, it's funny because remember that hello bar feature I was telling you about? Yeah. yeah. I was I was right I was building directly off of master. And I'm like seven commits in and it's the end of the day and I'm still not done with this. So I was like, oh, I'll go ahead and branch this. And so I, I did branch I didn't end up branching it. But um But uh yeah, when I was at Sweet Tooth and we had a larger team, um, you know, we, we had more more of those concerns. Um and I think we were using something similar to Git Flow. Um, we, we didn't have a strict, I don't know, I'm trying to remember if we had a strict uh, develop branch and master branch, but we had, you know, feature branches and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, the, the main, my main thing when it comes to talking about GitHub contribution flow is, is Magento's for their Magento 1 GitHub account. Gotcha. You mean the one that doesn't exist? The one that doesn't exist. Or even the Magento 2 GitHub account, which is that... That exists? I yeah, that exists. That exists. <laughs> but no, but there is a... There's the, well, there's that, there's that bugathon Magento 1 GitHub account. That oh, I, yeah, that, that exists. It's right. like the informal one. Yeah. But see, this is kind of the whole problem, is there should be a canonical one for that. But anyway, 
I know they're focusing on Magento too, which is good. Um, but but so just the whole thing that they don't use a normal flow where community developers and core developers are committing to the same repository. Um, you know, they I don't know how they're doing it now, but they'll just push big monolithic. Is that still how they're doing it? They'll push big chunks of work at once, and it's it's more like they're yes. releasing. Yeah. yeah, they're they're kind of releasing. Yeah, so it's, that a, it's like a weekly. It's a weekly release cycle. It used to be on Fridays, and I think it's slipped to Monday or Tuesdays now. Um, and and I track it pretty closely, and um, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty up to date on everything that's happening in Magento 2. Um, you should check out my blog for some Magento 2 stuff. Blog.philwinkle.com. Uh, but uh, you know, I see this is this is where my grumpiness kind of comes back in. Is that like they're 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 doing it on their own terms? There's no live in the open development, and you like I kind of understand that um, because this is this is you know I you have a company with a storied history of uh, like Magento who who kind of do things behind the scenes. Um, it's open source, but open source to a point where you know they don't really take submissions from the community, um, right. and they kind of do things on on their own, like on their own terms. And they kind of they go away and work for months and then come back. They're mavericks. They're mavericks. They do their own thing. They're mavericks, exactly. Like Sarah Palin. They're, mavericks. It's yeah. uh, Magento is the Sarah Palin of e-commerce. <laughs> um, actually, you know what? I, that's incorrect. I think that was Sarah Palin ref, uh, referring to. Um, uh, oh gosh, I, he escapes me now. John, uh, the guy who lost. Oh yeah. Anyway, he, yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the Arizona senator. Um, yeah. Anyway, John McCain. Yes. Uh, yeah. So he was the maverick, but Sarah Palin's the funnier analogy. So anyway, um, I don't. I don't know. I. I see where you're coming from. The main, well, the main thing is it, push to me is better than a monthly push. No. Yeah. It is. You know. Definitely, or like before that, it was like every X months. You know, right, 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 right. Well, that's changed. So it's been almost a full year, starting right. at the beginning of October. So we had a a partner summit um, back in October, right after Shop.org, which, um, which uh, you know is kind of like uh, the beginning of October. Sorry, and um, uh, so it was this time last year that uh, that they opened it up and they said, hey, this is what we've been working on and here's, you know, we're using PHP 5.4 namespaces or 5.3 namespaces um, and so everything's kind of come up there. We're doing PSR0 um, auto-loading and we're doing all this fun stuff and, yep. and but somebody, I think it might have been um, um, David Alger from Classy Llama. He says, well, why not just develop this thing you know, live on GitHub in front of everybody, right? And, and their, I think their rationale actually made a little sense. And they said it had to do with how how Magento Enterprise is actually managed internally, right? Um, so the way that Magento Enterprise is built um, is it's not technically like you know you know how everybody has this thing about Magento Enterprise being a um, just a couple modules on top of Magento community. It's actually a lot deeper than that, and so and they have their own set of testing tools to ensure quality for Magento Enterprise. And so their their concern was, we want to develop Magento Enterprise for Magento two, um, and it's a separate repo. But we're working on Magento two right now, and that's kind of a separate repo. And how do we 
reconcile those two things and not do that live on the, right. in front of well, everybody, you know? Right. Right, and I and I think there was a similar issue with Magento One, um, and I was talk I think I was talking to Piotr about this a little bit, um, who's the uh, one of the product managers at Magento, um, and uh, you know they were saying the build process is very complicated, yeah, because they've got enterprise which is its own package, they've got community which is separate, the enterprise code they're they're keeping private which is totally fine, um, but what I don't I don't quite understand, and I told him, I was like, I, you know, I don't want to be the type of person to just complain for the sake of complaining. I was like, will, I was like, I'll spend some time, uh, not to say that I could solve it, like, necessarily, I don't know if it's complicated or what, but I was like, look, if there's a complicated build process, maybe we can help with it or whatever, you know, um, because uh, what I don't totally understand is why you couldn't just um, put a build script together that took community drop to enterprise in, package that up for enterprise. They do that on there, and that's fine. And then community can just be fully in the in the in the public. Um, so, so I don't, yeah. and, and I'm sure that they might have constraints. They might have all sorts of crazy constraints and stuff. And 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 I asked them. I actually mentioned it to to Ben as well. And I was like, hey, you know, maybe we can maybe we can try to contribute to that somehow. Um, so I don't know if that's something they can do, but I just. I don't totally understand what the constraints are. Is the is the main thing that I'm that my that's my gripe is like what's so to yeah. kind of to talk about the build process a little bit like yeah. the the build process for Magento One at least is really really like it's pretty deep like it's a pretty heavily customized Zen framework like I don't know if you've ever dug into it but like they have like they have scripts that go in and rewrite all of the 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 like auto loading uh, for Zen to be to be to rely on Magento's auto loader instead of doing require statements um, for for it. So there there's like that kind of stuff everywhere. And but, but isn't I mean isn't the Zen library that's packaged with Magento isn't that just the same? I mean no, because I I believe and I don't no, know when it started. Not that but, it's the same as like the main Zen library, but the but the Zen library that's in the Magento repository, the community repository. Like that is what it is, right? It's but not, you can't really draw a clear line in every instance of Magento community point release to a Magento enterprise point release. They're like their own animals, and it was created that way in the beginning, and it's never been reconciled. So my understanding is, like, it's it kind of gets, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I, it's going to be tough to solve the problems in Magento one. Um, because I'm just, you know, Alan Storm says I, I'm just a lowly frozen caveman developer. Like, what do I know? Um, yeah. But, you know, I'm, I'm sure, obviously, if it were an easy problem to solve, it would have been solved already. Or maybe not. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, that's the thing. I would I would just be curious to know what the constraints are, you know. What, and, and maybe you're right. Maybe it's completely unsolvable. But I, I just, I, I, I'd like to, it would be cool to know more about that. Well, at this point, I think Magento 1 has, has a limited life. You know, the sh its shelf life is expiring pretty soon. So, so as of the time of this podcast, it, Magento Two is supposedly hitting a developer release candidate or some sort of developer beta um, in December. Right. And and you know, uh, they're working fast and furious there. I'm sure. Um, and then you know, sometime middle of next year, maybe end of next year, we're looking at release candidate and gold. Um, 
so so I say let them let them let them uh, solve Magento two and and not worry about Magento one. But yeah, I, I here's the deal: a weekly code drop I'm totally okay with because I don't want broken point releases like every other. Like here's I'm going to give you a really great example. Um, an open source product that I use a lot is Ghost Blog. Yeah. Um, and Ghost is awesome, but they develop live and they develop in the master branch. And so you're a schmuck like well, me, and yeah. I'm, I'm using Ghost, and I decide one day I want to update my Ghost, and I don't know how their process works. Like, I've read their README, but I somehow missed the part about only use, you know, the release branch. I, I didn't know about that. Um, but, but, you know, I go and pull from master, and it completely hosed my Ghost blog. And it was down for hours and hours and hours, and I'm in the Ghost, like, IRC, and they helped me get it back up and running, and they're amazing, by the way. Shout out to John O'Nolan. And um, uh, Aris DS, I can't remember her actual name, which I'm looking at because now I've given a shout out. Hannah Wolf. So shout out to them because they helped me tremendously. But but like you know, there needs to be a bigger warning label. I really prefer Magento don't develop like that to where there could be breaking changes that are introduced because I well, somehow decided to update Master. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I agree. And and I mean I think that I don't know what their release philosophy is at Ghost, but I think. As a general rule, you want master to be like fully tested and safe, and it's one thing for a bug to creep through. That's you know that's normal, but if your kind of general flow is that master could be broken at any time, I think that's not ideal. But I, I think Magento, what they can do with their resources is that they could have a flow where everybody was contributing live, um, and and you know if they want to require test cases for every single thing. That's fine, and I, which I think they do, which that's great. Yeah, right? uh, yeah. So Magento two is that's that's the stated goal. Yeah. So for them to say, hey, look, we're not going to accept it unless you have test cases. Okay, that's that's fine. Um, but like, they could let people contribute um, live, and they could work live. But then they could do they could use their resources to do really thorough QA and ensure a lot of test coverage before pushing something to master. Right? There's, there's no reason that master has to be broken just because they're letting people contribute in a way that's... Right, but I think that's what they are doing. It just takes a week to get it done. Yeah, but then they're losing all of it. I mean, if they were using a regular flow, they'd have pull requests and they'd have a, a cleaner history of things. So right now what they're doing is not too far off from that. They, they ask you to submit a pull request. Yeah. They review it and then they close it, but you don't have the merge history that you would typically have. Like, yeah. you, you don't get the merge history. You get, like, some some form of that. Like, you get somebody, you get a mention or a shout-out in the in the pull request, and it's like, hey, this was introduced in, you know, uh, Dev84. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. Um, well, that's, that's cool. I mean, it sounds like they're definitely doing a lot more. They're doing than something, used to. which is better than what they used to do. Yeah. Which was nothing. Um no, that's pretty cool. I mean, to be honest, I it's been a while since I've I've cracked open Magento too, so I'm, I'm kind of talking out of my butt right now. <laughs> no, no, these are all it's all valid. I think it's that's so. Uh, what you're saying is, if I went in there and contributed something, it would make it in within a week or two or something. It's not going to take. Oh, seven, I don't, I don't. Months. It's definitely not seven months. But I, uh, so my own my own experience, and you know, you should ask someone like Marius or um, or Tim. Um, Bezhashvili, whatever his last name is. <laughs> These guys, I'm terrible with this. I need to get better. So ask Marius or Tim. Sorry, Tim. Um, sorry, Tim. We love you. Um, uh, but you know, 
because they've had more pull requests accepted than I have, I've only had one. So I don't know what the average time is, but for me it was about two weeks. Okay, so well, that's I, good. Uh, I submitted. So basically, ignore everything I said. Took about two this weeks. Whole conversation. No, I don't know. I I I think I it's valid. Think, yeah, I still think they should use a regular flow. Um, but you know, I, I it, it sounds like they're doing some pretty awesome stuff, which is great. I think they are, and and like the mo the most recent stuff uh, that they've been working on is is really is really impressive. A lot of aspect orient, like it's a more aspect oriented architecture. Um, and I'm I'm really impressed with the the service layer. Um, so if you if you're listening to this, check out Magento 2. Um, it's super amazing, and uh, you can you can get it right now on on GitHub. Um, uh, yeah. GitHub.com slash <laughs> slash <laughs> slash Magento. What is it? Oh, we've got to say it. I think Magento slash Magento 2. Search yeah. for it. If you yeah. search for it, you'll find it. GitHub slash Magento slash Magento 2. That's yeah. It. All right. So we hammered that one into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> that conversation's been a long time coming, so that was good. I feel complete now. I do, too. <laughs> I do, too. It's like a sense of uh, uh, completion. Yeah. Washington. I'm going to have a lot less a lot less Twitter angst about about that. <laughs> I really doubt that, but I'll, I'll try to hold you to it. Um, all right, well, I, I, I don't know about you. I, I think we can kind of wrap it up. No, I, I think we go for another two, three hours. <laughs> Easily. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, I think we've gone for a while. So this is a good um, well, I mean, just to, uh, to kind of close, so you can find me. Um, uh, I'm at Phil Winkle, P-H-I-L-W-I-N-K-L-E. Um, on Twitter, um, uh, kind of Phil Winkle pretty much everywhere. Uh, Phil Winkle on GitHub. Um, and it's blog.philwinkle.com to get more information uh, about the things I'm breaking uh, this week or the, the, uh, the Magento 2 work that I've done, some random gripes on there. Um, and uh, Stack Exchange. Um, I'm really active on Stack Exchange. If you have any questions for me, please ask them over there because there's a really... Uh, large group of people who are answering questions at all time of day and night. Um, that, uh, yeah, but. <laughs> so um, I'm, I'm really active over there, but if you have a question that you want to pose to us, uh, please tweet me the link to the question, and I'll check it out and try to answer it myself for you. Um, cool. Awesome, and I'm Kalen. You can find me on Twitter at uh, Kalen Jordan, K-A-L-E-N-J-O-R-D-A-N. Uh, um, and then if you want to check out Mage Mail, my product I've been building, it's M-A-G-E-M-A-I-L dot C-O, Magemail dot C-O. Check it out. All right. Awesome, man. Good, good cool, chat. Man. And uh, until next time. Awesome. Peace.